Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Hello, loves. <laughs> I just never know like what either of us, like I don't even know what I was going to do if I said hello first. Yeah, we don't like, have a solid intro Yeah, greeting. But I, but I feel like we either get like a British accent, we'll do a little like howdy. Sometimes mm-hmm. we just talk in our normal voice. That's my least favorite of the options, but. Got to keep them guessing. Either way. Can't, can't let you guys so get true. too comfortable. <laughs> yeah, never let them know your next move. Yep. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Kylie. And I'm Anya. And today we are coming to you with our last time that we're recording before our big trip. Yeah. I thought you were going to say our big girl trip for some reason. It is a big girl trip trip. too. I would say. Yeah, you're right. Out of the country. Mm -hmm. Over to England. Getting ready to see Harry Styles. (laughs) Harry Styles. Oh, no. That's where he's from. Emma Chamberlain thing. No, actually getting ready to see Noah Khan. Oh, I don't know that reference. Oh my god, she did a vlog in um London mm-hmm. and she literally was like she got to the airport and she's like standing with like her hands on her hips and she goes, "Where's Harry Styles?" Mm. And then like a couple minutes later in the vlog, she's doing her makeup like for something else and she just looks in the camera and she goes, "Getting ready to see Harry Styles." Yeah, we <laughs> should like ask not people seeing him. We should ask people if they know him. <laughs> we should. London's such a small city. I bet everyone knows each other. Yeah, it's so true, and I bet <laughs> World's they won't smallest be city, at all actually. annoyed. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, they definitely won't want us to leave their fine country. <laughs> they definitely – he doesn't even live there, I don't think. I think he lives in New York, right? <laughs> or LA. Probably. I don't even know. Or at the very least, he doesn't spend the majority of his time in London. I feel like no music artist spends. Yeah. Know, actually, I don't know. Do celebrities know. even, like, have a strict home – like, I feel like they just have multiple homes and then they're, like, on tour. Like, yeah. I don't know if they truly live anywhere. Yeah. That's kind of what I was trying to get at. I just didn't know how to put it. But, yeah, I feel like most of them own or, at the very least, rent multiple properties in multiple different spots. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah. Today, we are going to be talking about body trends. Yeah. So, You've probably up. heard of it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> we're going to be like talking about – Yes. Like that um bunny meme that's like facing the wall. It's like a tiny rabbit and it's like, don't touch me, I'm Angie. <laughs> yeah, literally. Me. Us. Um, so we are gonna be talking about, yeah, kind of how the trend cycles have infiltrated into body trends, how we feel about it, kind of mindsets that you can take when it comes to it, our opinions on cosmetic procedures in this arena, just general our thoughts on unattainable beauty standards. So stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. But before we do that, we are going to get into our segments and start with the week in review. So first of all, if you've been keeping up with my car saga, I thought I would let you all know that she is indeed totaled. So boo. Yeah. It's really... It's actually really, really shitty. <laughs> like if I'm being real, it's <laughs> like, actually really annoying and bad. Um, yeah. I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. So somehow this guy managed to do $8,000 worth of damage on my stationary <gasps> vehicle and my car's only worth like 6000 So 
Please. Yeah. So dealing with that. And it's funny because everyone in this insurance process so far has been actually like really nice and helpful. And then the person like she's called like a total loss adjuster. Like she's the kind of like the decision maker around like the totaling and how much we're going to get and whatever. And she has been the least helpful person I've ever worked with in my life. So that's great. Of course, like the one person that actually matters is like, I could call her a lot of things, but um, I won't do that on the air. She's like (laughs) just genuinely been so rude. Like I, I'm, I haven't encountered someone like a service type of like professional person that's been so immediately rude to me. Like I would get it if I started it, (laughs) but like, I feel like I've been nothing but nice and I'm kind of like the victim here. So I was just very thrown off to be like, have to be like immediately so guarded like the first just like few things she said to me were like already rude and I was like girl please I know you hate your job like this is a I I can see how this would be a bad job to have but like it's not my fault you got this job just make it easy for me like girl yeah yeah it's it yeah because I'm sure I almost wonder if like she's on the defense because she's always having to like well, she, it's her whole people. job to tell people that their car is totaled and no one is happy to get that news. But I'm like, yeah. it, when you get like nice and somewhat accommodating like clients, wouldn't you want to, yeah. you know, be nice back? Yeah, you would think. So dealing with that. Um, but I'll keep you guys posted on the car saga. I haven't fully decided what I'm going to do. The options are basically like I go back to sharing a car with my boyfriend, which we did for a while it was okay. It was definitely not an ideal lifestyle to live, but I could do that. I could um, like lease something or I could buy something of like comparable quality to what I had. So like some like kind of mid teens, over a hundred thousand miles car to kind of get me by, um, which I think is probably what I'll do, but I'll keep you guys posted because I don't need anything nice. Like I don't drive far very often. I just – I drive locally a lot. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't mind, like, something comparable in, like, the 2012 to 2015 range and, like, it, it can have miles on it. So I'll keep you guys posted on what I decide to do. I've never actually had to deal with buying a car or, like, acquiring a car myself yet. I've always had, like, hand-me-down vehicles. So this will be an interesting process if I decide to go that yeah. route. I'll keep you posted. Luckily, uh, my boyfriend Grant just went through that process. He bought his car like in February. So he's all up to speed on like how to argue with people and <laughs> negotiate and what's yeah. a good price and whatever. So luckily I have that going for me. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, by the time you're listening to this, it's been a while because we're recording in advance, but this week was Passover and this upcoming weekend is Easter. It's funny how all these holidays like tend to fall oh, during right. the same yeah time. And well, it, it's because of Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> I'm like, Passover is not really related to Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, Passover. I'm not Jewish, I don't know. Yeah. Passover is like long before Jesus. Oh. Um, it was like when. So like the, I'm going to do such a bad job. I'm also not super Jewish. <laughs> I have, this was my first Passover in like years, um, but my grandparents practiced. So they invited me. So I, I attended. Um, but it's actually, it's a cool little like ceremony, I guess I would call it or, like ritual that you do. Like basically the, the youngest person at the table has like a set of questions that they ask the group and the group has to answer the questions about the history of why we do certain things. And it like keeps the tradition going, which I thought was cool. Like it encourages oh. the younger and the older generations to like keep telling the stories and like know what the ancestors like went through and stuff. So like, for example, one of the traditions is that you eat bitter herbs on Passover and you dip them in salt water. And it's kind of like you go around the table and dip the salt water and you eat the like um, 
parsley or like whatever it is. And mm-hmm. um, like the the youngest child in the room has to ask the older people, like, why do we only eat bitter herbs on Passover? And the adults have to explain like, it's because our ancestors had such bitter times that they went through when they were enslaved and like all these things, which I was like, that's so, that's a sleigh, honestly. Like, I'm like, I really that like how poetic all of that is. Like, I think that's such a good way to like pass on uh, tradition and stuff. Um, and obviously like the youngest kid gets to hide the matzah too and gets like a little prize mm-hmm. when they find it. And it was cool to like get to learn more about it. Cause like I said, I'm like ethnically Jewish, but I'm not very educated on like, I never really read like the Torah or anything like that. So it was good to like learn Mm -hmm. about more. Um, And I was excited to like be included. Um, And then other than that, just getting ready for the trip. I have like all of my trip oriented appointments lining up. Like I've got like my nail appointment coming up. I'm getting my hair done. I feel like I have my packing list set I just have to actually do the packing um yeah so feeling pretty good about it but yeah that's pretty much it for me yeah I also I have my packing list set and I actually put the outfits that I'm planning to bring into packing cubes to make Mm -hmm. sure that what I was planning is actually gonna fit into my suitcase uh and it looks like we're gonna be okay are you just doing a carry-on too yeah 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 um, I still want to try all the outfits on to make sure I actually like like how the pieces look mm-hmm. together. But I was kind of like, let me put together like what I think will look good in my head, make sure that it all fits, and then try it on. I mean, I'm not doing anything too outrageous. Like, I'm sure I'm I'm not expecting anything to look horrible together. But we'll yeah, see. and ironically, uh, I don't know if you checked the weather, but next week in Boston is literally supposed to be in the 80s, which I feel like has got to be yeah. a record. And we're going to London where it's going to be like 50, but it's all right. It's okay. Just it's kind of still funny. better than the U.S. <laughs> for me. Yeah, honest. yeah. Um, so for my weekend review, I'm kind of in my gym era. I signed up for ClassPass, which I, is ClassPass like a Boston thing, or is it like a, no? No, a lot of cities. I don't think like everywhere has it, but I think like major okay. cities have it. Yeah. So yeah, it's an app where like different gyms and uh, like studios will partner with ClassPass and you can book classes or gym time uh, through the app and ClassPass uses like a credit system. So you pay a certain amount a month for a certain amount of credits and then you can use those credits towards different classes and, you know, different things on the app uh, cost more or less in credits. So... I ended up deciding to pull the plug on ClassPass because I was interested in trying out a women's only gym in the Boston area. Oh, wait, did you on. mean pull the trigger? What did I say? Pull the plug, which I think means like the opposite of what you're trying to oh. say. <laughs> yes, pull the trigger. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, wait, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I pulled the trigger on it because I wanted to try out a gym uh, that is on ClassPass. It's a women's only gym. It's actually where mm-hmm. Anya and I have or one of the locations where Anya and I have our dance rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a cheaper way to try out that gym. It ended up being like $30 less a month uh, as opposed to like getting an actual membership at that gym. Mm-hmm. And I can also go to like – like Barry's Bootcamp is on there. Core Power Yoga is on there. Bar 3 is on there. Pure Bar I think is on there. Um, a couple of different ballet studios in the area are on there. So it like – I like the idea that you were paying – to like basically customize your yeah. like workout plan. Uh, and as I've talked about before, I'm kind of in a like 
what's the word I'm looking for? Transitional phase in my like fitness journey of really trying to figure out like what I want to dedicate my time to. And I don't know why, but my TikTok, well, I do know why. It's because I got really into Whitney Simmons. Mm -hmm. So my TikTok algorithm started feeding me like more and more like women that lift. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, damn. I want to be a woman that lifts. (laughs) It's just so badass. And I have dabbled in it. I've gone to the gym with my friend Meg a lot. um, Where, because she's really good at it. Like she's very informed. And so she helps me like really understand my form and where my sort of like weaknesses and strengths are. Uh, But I've been going on my own and lifting. And I don't lift much. I'll be honest. I'm a little, I'm, I'm not the strongest that I hope to be in my life. But I'm just trying to, like, I don't, in the name of body trends, mm-hmm. I'm like, a good way for me to feel good in my body is like when I feel just like strong and mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just, I've been finding it very empowering, both like watching the content behind it and then actually putting it into practice for myself. Uh, but I've, like I said, I've been going to this women's only gym and I've been using Whitney Simmons Alive app because it mm-hmm. has a bunch of different workout programs because that was my biggest thing. Number one, I didn't want to be in a gym with men. So that's like so huge, honestly. So much more so comfortable huge. to be in an all yeah. female environment. Yeah. And I, when I would go to the gym, I, ha- I, I never know what to do. I like look yeah. at everything and I'm like, I don't. I'm I like, don't know. so 12, 3, 30 or? <laughs> yeah. I'm like 12, 3, 30 and I'll do 10 bicep curls and then I will leave. Me. <laughs> yeah. That's why I canceled my gym membership. I was like, I am not using this to its fullest extent. Yeah. I like paused it for a couple months while I figure things out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Honestly, recommend the Alive app because it just gives you like workouts mm-hmm. or like different like movements to do. And then you obviously like customize the weight and stuff based on what you can do. And they have a bunch of different programs. I'm in like their beginner program because I'm like, I need – Whitney, I need you to spell it out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. But yeah, in my gym era, we'll see. Uh, I think ClassPass honestly will be a really great yeah. um, tool for me as I like – like I said, dabble. Even like – Next week, we only are here for half a week. So I've been going to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But I'm like, well, I don't want to go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, and then not do the workout on Friday that like comes in the program. So I'm like, well, I'll just take next week. I'll take two weeks off from the program. And then I booked uh, a Barry's boot camp and a core power yoga class for early next week before we leave. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's cool to have that flexibility. Yeah, definitely. I need to get on class pass I just feel like I've been spending so much money on just ballet classes like that's all I've been doing recently and it it does add up um so I have to think about how another thing like fits into the budget but I know some of the places are on there so I just have to when we get back I'll dig into it more but do you just pay for like you basically say like I'm gonna show up at 10 a.m and you like pay to yeah okay is it a limit or like do they kick you out a certain time it is – it does say that it's a 60-minute slot. I don't necessarily – if you're listening and you're not going to the gym that I'm thinking of, I don't know if this is always the case, but at this gym, it's um, it's 60 minutes, but no one's – I've stayed there longer yeah. than 60 minutes. And That'd I mean, how are they going to track you down and be like, yeah. hey, <laughs> get out of leave. our establishment? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure if, if I stayed there for like six hours, they'd be like, all right, mm. girlfriend. Yeah, I believe. But right. I'm normally I never stay longer than like an hour and fifteen, hour twenty, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's never been an issue. And it's funny because um, 
Kylie has an omnipotent presence lately because I ran into Kylie at it's Trader so Joe's true. in the wild. And then our friend Anna ran into Kylie at this gym in the wild. And I'm like, why are you everywhere right now? Yeah. Just all over the place. Yeah. The Trader Joe's us? one was <laughs> no. Well, I was just going to say the Trader Joe's one, you could argue was me stalking you because you had told me you were going to Trader Joe's and I know you go to the one that we yeah. ran into. And you just didn't mention that um, you were also going to go. <laughs> well, I also didn't know that you were going to be there at that exact time. <laughs> But so we ran into each other. So that's kind of on me. I will say that the gym run in with Anna was kind of on her because I had told her previously that I had been going to the gym at 7 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then she showed up at 7 a.m. on a Monday. Mm, so okay. I was like omnipotent Anna presence. Mm-hmm. But Fair enough. Either way, as you can see, we all just, us girlies, we all just do the same things. Live yeah. the same lives. Copy paste. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into our favorites. So my first favorite this week is a playlist on Spotify. I am always on my quest to find what music I want to listen to while I'm working. And I can't listen Mm -hmm. to podcasts while I work, maybe in like very specific situations. If I was doing like a very repetitive or like mindless task, I could. But in general, having like words or lyrics, I just can't really focus. So I'm always looking for like different instrumental playlists. I was on the jazz vibes grind for like literally years. And then I feel like now it just triggers me because it makes me think of like my capstone writing. Um, Mm. And then I was listening to Animal Crossing, which I still like. I still like listening to like the video game ones. It's kind of like a light, nice light vibe. But recently this week I got into the classical focus playlist on Spotify. And I feel like it's the exact like type of, classical music that I really like in the sense that it's kind of mm-hmm. like new age like it's a lot of like Olafur Arnold's and like Ludovico and Aldi and like um artists that you might like recognize from doing like movie scores and that kind of stuff um but I've been really liking it I've honestly been like saving a lot of the songs that I'm finding because they're really pretty um and it's not like sometimes if I try to listen to like older classical music sometimes it just gets so intense. Like if you're listening to like Vivaldi, Vivaldi or whatever and like winter comes in and you're like, Ugh, like it's just like stressful because like yeah. the crescendo hits and you're like, Ugh. like this one is like made to <laughs> focus and like be chill and like relatively yeah. tame. So it's like, you're never going to hit like a giant crescendo and like make you anxious. Cause I feel like sometimes that happens with like randomly like Beethoven will be like, and I'm like, and you're like, help. So that's one favorite for this week's on Spotify, like I said, are most people Spotify people. Weirdly, our analytics are pretty split Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like a few other things. So sorry if this is not relevant to you. I'm sure Apple has a comparable thing. Um, And then my other favorite, I don't know what to call this, but I got one of those like fluffy headbands at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. that you use to like wash your face or like do your makeup. And I always thought they were kind of unnecessary. Like whenever I saw people on TikTok that would do that, I would be like, oh, just use like a claw clip. Like what's the difference? But it actually is really nice. <laughs> it's like really nice to get your hair like all the way out of your face and like not have to worry about splashing yeah. on it or like when you're putting on moisturizer and that kind of thing. So I do really like mine. I feel like they sell them a lot of places. Um, I think I got the one I have on Amazon. It's like little cat ears, which is cute, but I've seen them oh. at TJ Maxx and stuff. Like there's like plenty of options, yeah. but they are – low-key pretty nice so if you've been thinking about it I can concur I do think it's worth it I have been thinking of in this on a similar note I've been thinking of getting the towel yes armband so it doesn't go down your arm Mm -hmm. also unnecessary but something that I'm like I think this would make my 
skincare experience much more enjoyable. <laughs> well, you like we wash our face multiple times a day. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know. it's true. And there's literally nothing worse than having water drip down your sleeve. Mm-hmm. That like that's like nails on a chalkboard. It's the or like wet socks. The and when you're wearing feeling. a long sleeve and then it makes your long sleeve wet. And <sighs> the yeah. Worst. The worst. It's the worst. Um for my favorite this week, I know I've talked about Olipop generally before, but they have a new flavor. Um, it's their lemon-lime flavor. So if you're thinking what I'm thinking, it's supposed to be like Sprite, which if you don't know, ginger ale is the most elite soda, but I would say Sprite is a close second. I love a Sprite. I think they're so crispy and so good. Uh Obviously, Sprite is not the best for you, and Olipop has like prebiotic and probiotic benefits and is just a healthier alternative to soda. So I was very excited when they came out with the lemon lime flavor, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty spot on. I'll have um, to try. I love yeah. Olipop. I like it very easily became my favorite flavor of Olipop that I Do you tried. get it at Whole Foods? Mm hmm. Do you yeah. get singles, or does it come in like a six pack? Because that's my issue. At the Whole Foods near us, it's only singles. Yeah. I want to find a place that sells it in like a six or a 12 pack because that's how I like to yeah. like stock up on canned stuff like that. So on You the can hunt. order it online. I just mm-hmm. – I don't know how that – I don't know how that works. Yeah. But if in the meantime, you could buy the single just to try it. I think you'll mm-hmm. like it, but – Yeah, I'm sure. Before you commit. I like all the Olipops I've tried. The only one that I feel like they didn't really get exactly right is their Dr. Pepper – uh, it's called like Dr. Yeah. Goodwin or something. I feel like that's the only one that I don't really feel like they got the flavors spot on yeah. for. But Dr. Pepper is apparently like a flavor enigma. Like if you look up like what the flavor of Dr. Pepper is supposed to be, it's literally a combination of like 30 things. Like it's so weird. Wow. <laughs> yeah. See, that's so interesting because to me it has like a very prominent like cherry vanilla mm. Here, flavor. let me look it up. Dr. Pepper flavors. Which I will say the Olipop cherry cola flavor is probably my second favorite Olipop flavor. That one's really good. Yeah. Dr. Pepper has been described as having a sweet and savory flavor with subtle notes of cherry and caramel. But I found this whole list of like all the things that go into it. It's a blend of 23 flavors. Um, Yeah. So cherry, licorice, amaretto, um, vanilla, blackberry, apricot, anise, Ginger, molasses, yeah. It's like a whole thing. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't blame you, Olipop. Maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, that one's tough. That one's yeah. tough. You did your best. Yeah. Cherry cola though. Lemon lime though. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Crushed and it. I like and the, the strawberry vanilla. That's good. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Do they make just a general cream soda one? Because I feel like I would like that. I haven't seen it, I don't think. Um, I don't know if Olipop does. Poppy does. hmm I love uh, a cream soda, honestly. That shit slaps. Tea. I like a root beer. Mm. Uh, I like a cream soda is, over a root beer. Oh, see, I would do a root beer over a cream soda, which Olipop does have a root beer one, and that one is pretty, pretty good. I'm I like, wish Olipop that sponsor me. Yeah, I wish we still had the culture of like, you know how like drugstores used to be like soda bars, like you see that in like movies. Yeah. That's yeah, that's sick. Honestly, you yeah, walk into like a should... CVS and it has a full soda bar that you can like get a float. Like what? Yeah. What a, what a weird combination of things. Or even just like in Utah where they have like the soda shops. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, I know that we drink alcohol here, 
But I, I would right. also benefit from a soda shop. Like, I would also partake in soda shop culture. Yeah, I totally would. I've seen all these, like, people DIYing it where they do, like, a Coke with, like, their creamer and, like, their own flavor syrups and stuff. And I just haven't let myself yeah. get down that rabbit hole because I'm like, it's not it's not a bad thing that I don't drink a lot of soda. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to enable. <laughs> yeah. 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 But with Olipop, you could, do, you could make a mm-hmm. bunch of – and then it's, like, kind of a, a bit healthier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just put – sugary cream in your olipop and it's fine yeah perfect a whole food like, that'll definitely help the prebiotics and probiotics you'll be maybe maybe it'll, they'll just like curdle awesome yeah literally <laughs> they just ferment all right we're gonna take a quick ad break and then we'll be back to chat about body trends If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diosti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. So I guess just to kick this episode off, I saw this TikTok that got me thinking, and it basically showed this one girl, and she basically edited... I don't even know how they did it. Like they edited the video. Like it was a video of her body and mm-hmm. for every kind of era or like every decade since like the 1800s, they edited her body to fit the ideal body type. So like, mm-hmm. you know, in like the 1800s, it was one way and then in the 20s, it was another way and just kind of showing like over time how like the aesthetic and like what's desirable changes like so frequently and comes and goes so frequently um, and I thought that was a good like jumping off point for this episode. And I can't find the TikTok yeah. again, but I did find a similar article from BuzzFeed. So I'll link it down below so you can kind of get the vibe of what I'm trying to describe here. Um, yeah. But this is not a new thing, but it's definitely like perpetuated by social media. And like it's everything's happening much faster now, I would say. I found an interesting article on Today where they like they basically gave women and men like computers to s- simulate 
their ideal body type. And women did it for women and men and men did it for women and men. And then they also, like the people per, like running the study did it themselves based on the body types of the people that they were surveying to get like an average uh, representation of all of their bodies together. And I included the picture in the script. Obviously, you guys can't see it, but I'll link the article so you can see it. But I've included the women's model because I think it's very interesting. My body, in my opinion, looks exactly like the average body. Like that Mm -hmm. is exactly what my body looks like. Like same proportions. And if you – to describe it because I know you guys aren't looking at it right now. Like it's a pretty average like shoulder width, average breast size – um, curves and like a little bit wider in the hips, more pear than hourglass shaped, um, a little bit of a lower belly, um, like pooch, wider thighs down to the feet. Very like stereotypical. Like when I saw this, I was like, that's absolutely the average body size of like women. Like if I think of the women in my life, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, a lot of us fit into that. And of course, like the shape changes. Uh, and then the ideal body type is like essentially like what you see in everyday media. It's, you know, thinner, more hourglass than pear-shaped, bigger boobs than the average size one. Not like huge, but definitely above average, slimmer thighs. Uh, So it's interesting because number one, I was like, I expected to see this and be like, what the hell? I don't look anything like that body. But I actually found it very comforting to like see my body and be like, oh, Mm -hmm. Like, I'm literally, I'm just like other girls. Incredible. (laughs) Like, that's great. Um, But I would be lying if I said I didn't idealize or at times hope to look more like the ideal version. Like, I also saw the ideal version and wasn't shocked by it. Wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe this is what people are, like, idolizing right now or Mm -hmm. what people are striving for their body to look like. It was like, it was just an interesting, interesting thing. So take a look. Um, if you get a chance, I, I found it fascinating. There's also the men's mm-hmm. body types as well, which was interesting. The ideal body type for men, they were showing like really, really broad shoulders and like really thin, like oh. narrow waists. And I was like, huh? <laughs> That's interesting. Well, I um, this is kind of a side note, but I've seen a lot of discourse about how like uh, the ideal body type that men want for themselves and the ideal body type that women want for men is very different like Mm. men imagine that the ideal body type is like super muscular like super jacked like hitting the gym like you know like um hemsworth looking type of people when in reality like most women kind of like some form of like dad bod so it's like a funny like dissonance of like how they're trying to get fit but that's not even necessarily like what women are like what's appealing but um yeah interesting when I saw this uh, screenshot that compares the average woman versus the ideal, I feel like the first thing that I realized actually was like that they're not that different. Like, no, that's like what was interesting to me. Like, it's such um, small features or like small differences in features that really make them look different. But overall, like, it's just funny because people put so much pressure on themselves that they don't have like the ideal body when in reality, like, there's very few things that actually separate these two models, I would say. Yeah. And even like, I I didn't love this comment in the article, but there was like a comment made in the article where they were like, the people running the study were like, it was interesting because we watched these people come in 
And we all like every time they came in, we were like, oh, wow, like they have like they have a great body because they were like, we're analyzing their body. That's like part mm-hmm. of this thing. And they were like, we never once thought like that person doesn't like look good in their body. Like every mm-hmm. time we were like, yeah, they look great. Yeah, they look great. Yeah, they look great. And then seeing it average together. So I think that's interesting. I think it's <laughs> it walks a fine line because if I, I don't know what the individual surveyed looked like and how represented plus size people were mm-hmm. in this. Um, so I think that's just important to keep in mind. But yeah, I agree that it's interesting to see that the differences aren't that big. But mm-hmm. moving on from that, I think when it comes to women's bodies and perceiving them as trends, Vogue put it really well. They said that when bo- women's bodies are perceived as trends and given the same treatment as clothes, there are no winners except dietitians and plastic surgeons. And mm-hmm. it really, again, it's diet culture. Diet culture is a market. It is mm-hmm. something that capitalism's created uh, to feed off of your insecurities and take your money. So I think- And your ta- happiness. And your health. And your happiness. <laughs> yeah, so true. So true. Uh, but we talked about in our de-influencing episode, uh, the buckle fat removal mm-hmm. trend. This is a perfect example of a body trend. And honestly, like it's a, it's a smaller example. We have worse things to talk about, believe it or not. Um, but like that's where people are being made to feel insecure about having a fuller, rounder face. Mm-hmm. I think I've also been seeing, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I feel like there's been a resurgence of uh, getting your boobs done. Yeah. Recently. A lot of people are getting, uh, what is that called? What is the technical term of it? Um, augmentation. breast augmentation augmentation. yeah a lot of people are doing that right now and again it's like it's exhausting now no one's doing buckle fat anymore instead you should be getting your boobs done and the cycle just keeps going (laughs) yeah and like we talked about how the trend cycles have just become like shorter and shorter as like new forms of social media evolve and become the norm and the fact that like now these crazy fast trends are not only applying to the things we should be buying and you know, the things we should be consuming, but also the way that we should look is just absolutely crazy. And I think, you know, no shade to them, but I think the Kardashians are like a great example of how these standards have changed and how like they've manipulated their own bodies to adapt to these new trends. And I think they're kind of trendsetters in a lot of these um, categories. Like, you know, one year it was like BBLs were super in and like Kim K was like super voluptuous and had a tiny waist and like huge boobs, huge butt. And like, that was what was desirable. And then just a couple years later, now it's, we're back to like super thin and Kim was on whatever yeah. that diabetes drug that people have been taking in Hollywood was and like lost 17 pounds in two weeks ahead of some award ceremony I wrote about. And it's like, yeah, it's so damaging to compare yourself and your appearance to celebrities because we don't even know what's real, what's fake, what's work they've had done, what's, you know, things they only have access to because they have all of these people on staff whose job is literally to make them look good. Like they have, whenever you feel bad about yourself, you just have to remember that like famous people literally have fully employed humans that work for them whose whole job is to cook for them, put together workouts for them, do their uh, cosmetic procedures. Like they have whole employed salaried people whose only job is to make them look good. Like, so- you just cannot even compare yourself. And I think it's so worth considering how much like 
wealth and privilege you need to have to be able to embrace these trend cycles and to be able to do and undo all of this work so quickly to keep up with what's trendy and what's appealing. Um, like, yeah. you know, Kim K can essentially like try on the latest trend and discard it quickly. Yeah. Oops, I just hit my mic. Um, discard it just as quickly as like clothes. And it's like, yeah, that is so inaccessible for the general public. And it's so unfair that that's what we're comparing ourselves to and like holding ourselves to. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad we talked about, I think I actually, I really like Kim Kardashian. I think yeah, that me too. the losing the weight before I believe it was the Met Gala, right? To fit into yeah, that sounds right. dress. Um, was incredibly harmful and like mm-hmm. damaging and it's just not a good example to set she did not have to wear that dress uh but yeah it was just i remember being very like shocked by that and she uh, i truthfully i think the kardashians but especially kim is like almost i don't think intentionally but the one sort of spearheading body trends like people mm-hmm. follow their lead so if they yeah. are getting bbls people want to get bbls and embrace curvier figures and now that she doesn't want to do that anymore uh people don't want to do that and they're embracing Mm -hmm. super thin bodies and it's yeah and not to mention a lot of the times there's been a lot of like links to her body changing with who she's dating Mm. so or who she's in a relationship with or married to in some cases so it's just like it's there's so many like through lines and like impossibilities of the average person just cannot keep up with that and Mm -hmm. should not keep up with that like you don't need to have a certain body type to do anything Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm like kim k you done fucked up on this one but yeah yeah and like it's also harmful to see the media like playing into it and like encouraging it in a lot of ways which i guess we shouldn't be surprised about because like look at like the 2000s and how damaging all of that was but like Um, I found this article from the New York Post that they released in November that was really controversial and like kind of went viral. And it literally was about how like we're waving goodbye to booty and heroin chic is back. And it's like how absolutely fucked up to like compare to a – what is it? Like a a narcotic or – what kind of drug is heroin? Like obviously like a terrible category of drugs. (laughs) Yeah, like like a bad, um, you know, unhealthy way to – live and think that that's like how we all should look and to call it chic like that's so yeah that's so bad why aren't we talking about that more (laughs) yeah no and i genuinely i think this new york post article is what like triggered this resurgence and people being like why are we making our bodies a trend like Mm -hmm. i've seen because i've seen this reference before in a couple of like tiktoks and youtube videos where um more like body positive influencers are ranting about this because yeah it's like messed up like it basically they're telling you that you should look sick mm-hmm. and it, like that's not what we're going for ladies you should not look sick and also what does it even mean to look sick versus healthy like there's just it's it's too much um and i actually found an article from the beginning of 2021 so i feel like a lot of people have been talking about this you know probably from this november time frame on but like even almost two years ago now over two years ago now I found this article that was like the hourglass figure is set to be a huge trend in 2021. Like, here's what you can do to achieve it. And I was like, what do you literally, what do you like? You're talking like we're talking Snap about your like denim on denim. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what do you mean it's set to be a huge trend? So it's just, 
I bring that up because these aren't like isolated incidences. Like there, mm-hmm. it's historically. I mean, why do you think women wore corsets mm-hmm. back in the whatever, whenever they wore their Victorian corsets? times or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was to achieve this quite literally impossible body standard that they had to use like shape altering mm-hmm. clothing to fit it. So, if you're exhausted, so are we. Um, yeah, it's just no good. Yeah. And on that note, um, I was reading about how there was also a time, I think also like during kind of the Victorian era, that like literally tuberculosis was like inspo for the way people looked. Like because a lot of people were getting sick and like losing a ton of weight. And like when they didn't die, people thought that they looked pretty good because they were like thin and nice and pale and whatever. And so it was literally like a trend for women to get super like white powder and like make themselves look like literally sickly because they were like that was like what was in and I was like we have been dealing with this for generations make it stop like no literally (laughs) well and not to mention there's like I think of um Luna Montana not to call Mm -hmm. her out but we've talked about her on the podcast before and we love her content but like she's even admitted right now she's really 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 thin and she's admitted it's because her mental health is like in probably the worst state that it's ever Mm -hmm. been in. And I empathize with her a lot because when I was my thinnest weight, I was literally in the worst mental health. I I wasn't sleeping for days, like constant anxiety, constant panic attacks. Like it was genuinely the worst period of my life. But I was thin and I got a lot of compliments on my body Mm -hmm. because I wasn't eating because I was so anxious and like dysregulated Mm -hmm. from my routine. So it's like, yeah – a lot of the times this ideal body that you want to achieve, you can only ever achieve by like either making yourself sick or because you are sick and like struggling with something else. And it's it's just not good. Like that's – I would so much rather be like the 15 pounds heavier than I am right now than I was at my lowest weight and like in the life that I have mm-hmm. right now. Like I'm so much happier so why am I going to let like a little bit of lower belly fat and like a little jiggle in my arms make me be like, maybe I should like stop sleeping again and yeah. like have panic attacks every day again. And then at least I'll look good. Like, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And it goes back to why even if you think, you know, you're giving someone a compliment or, yeah. you know, rewarding their hard work and telling them that they look good, like you don't know what's going on yeah. behind the scenes and like what that could do to their yeah mindset or whatever. Um. And I think another thing about body trends is like it literally they invent insecurities that weren't there yeah. before. Like I think a good example for me is like a couple years ago, I heard about hip dips for the first time, and like never yeah. once in my life had I ever thought about that part of my body or the way that it looked in like a bodycon dress or whatever. But it's like now I'm self conscious about it. Like now I'm worried about it, <laughs> and it's like yeah. I literally never knew that this was anything anyone ever thought about. And now social media told me they looked bad, so like now I'm I'm you know, self-conscious about it. And it's like, yeah. for what? Like, <laughs> please. Yeah. Yeah. I I also had that experience with hip dips. Um, and just like, it, even like buckle fat. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I have like fuller cheeks and I was like, do I need to get buckle fat removal? Like, no, you don't. It just, it, that's the capitalistic system, baby. Inventing mm-hmm. insecurities to take your money. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And, like, we've been pretty clear in past episodes that, like, we're not anti-cosmetic procedures necessarily. Like, if that's something that you've been thinking about a lot and you actually think is going to, like, better your life and you have, you know, the money to do it, the time to recover, like, I'm not 
anti people doing what's best for them. But I think there's definitely harmful aspects to consider to these like trendy cosmetic procedures. And I think that they're often like shown to be not that big a deal. Like I feel like these people on TikTok are like, oh, I'm getting my boobs done today. And it's like they're vlogging like the next day or whatever. And it's like, that's not showing like all of the complications and like the behind the scenes, like literal illnesses that you could get as a result of trying to like keep up with these body trends. Like there's literally like this disease, I don't know what it's called, but there's like some disease you can get from like your body basically like rejecting the implants that you get and it can make you like so sick and like affect like years of your life. And it's like no one's talking about that. Like these can be literally like dangerous and have unintended consequences. And of course that they're expensive, um, which we can't neglect. It gets back to like the wealth and privilege kind of aspects to all of this. Um, and lastly, like most of these procedures are intended to be permanent. So like when we talked about like the buckle fat removal and how like that's going to be with you for the rest of your life, it's like, if you're making these decisions, so I guess on the fly and so dependent on what's like part of the current trend cycle, that's not conducive to a society where bodies are expected to fit this changing mold all the time because these procedures are literally supposed to last. Like, (laughs) so it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're not meant to be like constantly reversed Mm -hmm. to fit the next trend and like sometimes I even wonder like when it comes to plastic surgeons I'm like how do they feel yeah yeah in some way they must also like they have a duty to like ensure their patient's safety when Mm -hmm. it comes to these procedures like they have to disclose like all of these risks and stuff I'd be so interested to hear a plastic surgeon's take on yeah, and all of this. I haven't seen anything. If anyone knows of like someone who ha- a plastic surgeon that has talked about this, definitely send it to us. No, but totally. Yeah, I'm very curious because I feel like it probably makes their work less fulfilling in some ways. Because like, yeah. you know, if you think of like the Mark Gray or the Mark Sloan on like Gray's Anatomy and like the type of plastic surgery that he was doing, it's like he's literally like changing people's life, like giving them a rhinoplasty for something that they've been so insecure about their whole life or like helping them with like burn recovery. Like that kind of stuff is like what I would previously think of as like plastic surgeons doing. And it's like, oh, now I'm just reversing your BBL because that's not what's trendy anymore. It's like, (laughs) I bet that that's not as fulfilling to them, you know, because obviously these aren't life-changing decisions anymore because people are just making the decisions all the time. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, that is a really good point to bring up that like plastic surgery also has a like, there's like cosmetic plastic surgery and there's like medically necessary mm-hmm. plastic surgery. Um, and I also have to imagine that if everyone's getting cosmetic procedures done, like that kind of takes the plastic surgeons away from people who might medically need mm. plastic yeah. surgery. Like there's just such like domino effects. Again, we're not anti-plastic surgery, but like it comes down to like, are you, is this something that you've wanted for Mm -hmm. a while or are you feeding into trends? I'll get into that later, but I do have two tangents to go on. Um, The first being that all of this also reminded me, I don't know if you've been getting all of the like TikToks um, and I think Sophia Nygaard did a video Mm -hmm. on like color matching. Yeah. And I think that is like color matching or like dressing a certain way to fit your body type all of that stuff I think is also like a symptom of this type of society and I just wanted to like throw it in there as a reminder that you do not have to dress for any specific body type like what matters is if you feel good and confident in the clothes you wear 
uh, regardless of whether someone on the internet says that it's flattering on your body type or not. Like, I think that's another place where you like wear a certain style of clothes and you really like it and you feel good in it. And then you see a video that's like, oh, if you wear low rise jeans with a pear shaped body, like that's unflattering. Mm -hmm. You should be wearing high waisted. And then you're like, oh, great. Have I looked disgusting like this whole time mm-hmm. while I've been wearing it? And it's like, who cares? You felt good. You felt confident. You were happy with the way that it looked. So don't let the internet like feed into that. Like you yeah. really can wear what you want um, and you can wear whatever color you want. Have you heard of Kibby body types? No. We could honestly do like a whole episode on this. I just recently heard about it, but there's like apparently this like body types kind of like spectrum or like scale if you like look it up um on google images it's like k-i-b-b-e body types um it'll show you like kind of the spectrum there's like sure there's dramatic there's natural there's classic gamine and romantic and it's not saying that like any of these are like necessarily better than others but it's kind of getting back to like what you were saying of like you should dress a certain way if you have a certain kibby body type so like if you're closer to the dramatic side then you have like angular and like sharp features and then if you're classic you're more balanced and then if you're romantic you have more like soft round features and on one hand it's like kind of interesting but the whole point is like to show you how you should be dressing and like the types of like silhouettes that you should pick and whatever um so we we should dig into that at some point i don't know where i fall i haven't really done a deep dive but yeah, I'm looking at it right now. If I had to take a guess, I think I'm I'm definitely more on the romantic side than the dramatic side. It's interesting that taller people go to the dramatic side. Like the chart I'm looking mm-hmm. at shows a line at five foot five, which Anya and I are five four. Um, and there's no one above that five five line on the romantic size side, but there are people who are above that. So I'm like, so the tall girls are just automatically dramatic? <laughs> Please. Why? <laughs> I feel like I'm probably uh, flamboyant natural, but like who cares, you know? <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> like literally who cares? Flamboyant natural. <laughs> These are also such like funny names. Yeah. Too. I will give it that. I don't know who like, Kibby flamboyant is. Is Kibby like a person? I'm not sure, but yeah. yeah. Unclear. Um. The other tangent that I kind of wanted to go on is um, – and I didn't include this in the script when it's come up. But I also think – like I think there's an interesting discussion and we should point out the fact that Anya and I are like straight-sized girls. Like we mm-hmm. can find our size in most stores. Um, we don't shop in like the plus-size section. So like we can't really speak from that perspective. And so I don't – like I can only imagine that – what we deal with is almost amplified. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in a plus size body and you have had those like struggles. And also I think it's like really important like as women or like women identifying people to like support each – like we're all chasing this impossible beauty standard. Mm-hmm. So like it's important to like validate and like understand people's insecurities regardless of the body size – that they are in, like, we're all still valid in being, like, we cannot seem to achieve this ideal body type because it is constantly changing. Um, So, yeah, I I just thought that was something to note because it is, like, I don't want anyone who is plus size being, like, what are these girls? They don't know what they're talking about. Like, you're right. We don't know what we're talking about when it comes to, like, that experience. And also, I think we're all just, like, trying to figure out how to Mm -hmm. find confidence and be happy in our bodies when – 
there's never a set like this is what you should be striving for. So yeah, you should just be striving for the body you're in and keeping yeah. it healthy. Well said. And like from a similar angle, there's also like cultural kind of implications yeah. to what we're talking about too. Like there's, you know, there's American standards versus like more Asian beauty standards versus like yeah. there's all different types of, you know, what things that are desirable like in different parts of the world. And yeah. something that we didn't really like dig into because I wasn't sure if it was my place. But like I saw in one of the articles and I think it's worth noting too is like a lot of these kind of reversal and body trends can be harmful to like body types that people typically have depending on where they're coming from around the world. Like, you know, if yeah. you're if you're I don't know. I I don't know how to like speak about it eloquently, but I think, you know, that's worth noting too. Like from what you said of like if you're coming from having a different natural body type, if you're also coming from like a different culture, it can have like more yeah. damaging effects <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, and even like beyond, I think you're absolutely right. And like even beyond culture, like just like life experience. Like I think mm-hmm. of us growing up as dancers. Like mm-hmm. our perception of what an ideal body type was completely morphed right growing up compared to like someone who grew up playing like soccer or something like mm-hmm. we're idealizing this like really really thin delicate body type whereas someone who's like growing up playing soccer might be idealizing a more like athletic build mm-hmm. so yeah there's just there's so many factors and that's why i think it's like really important to like validate everyone's feelings when it comes mm-hmm. to body insecurities. Like we all struggle with something. We all are insecure about something. Um, And it's not other women that are the problem at the end of the day. It's the society that we're in that's holding us to these impossible standards. Amen. So point of this whole episode is work (laughs) on embracing who you naturally are, the way you naturally look, even though it's hard. Like we're not sitting here and being like, just love yourself. Easy. Yeah. Done. Check. Like we know it's hard, but that's the work that needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially on like the plastic surgery note, because it's so trendy right now, uh, really, like I was saying, reflect and ask yourself if you're doing this for yourself, for your own confidence, or if you're doing this because the internet is now making you feel like you have to. Like if you Mm -hmm. didn't have this insecurity before it was brought to your attention that other people are insecure about it, you probably don't need to get plastic surgery on it. But if it's if it's your nose and you've struggled with being, you know, not confident in your appearance with it your whole life and you can afford to get that plastic surgery to get a rhinoplasty, like by all means do it. Mm-hmm. Just don't – I think it's important to remember that you do not have to change anything about your appearance ever. You can stay exactly as you are and it would be great. So just in every choice that you make for your body, make sure that you're feeling really empowered by it. Um and that you're making it for reasons that will like truly benefit you in the end, whether it'll be improved confidence or improved health or whatever it may be. Because um, yeah, your body does a lot for you, so it does. You it's always it working so hard to keep you alive. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. So show it some love back. Show it some appreciation back. Um, and yeah. That's that's all we have for you. I feel like we actually went off script a like decent mm-hmm. amount in this episode. But I think we did a good job. Yeah. We're passionate. I, I was like a little nervous about approaching the subject as a whole, but I think we covered everything that we wanted to. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think. You can always submit comments to our anonymous suggestion box. We've been getting some nice notes there. So definitely keep it up. We like to see what you're thinking, even if we can't communicate back, yes. if that makes you feel more comfortable. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram. 
And we will chat with you guys. It'll be next week your time. It'll be a few weeks our time. And I think we'll have some fun travel story times to talk about. So stay tuned. Bye, guys. Bye.